0: We're all very familiar with the different forms and expressions of human love, and they're beautiful. For example, when we are about to send off someone into a situation or a place that may be dangerous or even life-threatening, Because we love them, we would make sure that they are prepared. We would equip them and make sure they had everything they needed to face whatever lie ahead. Is it possible for Jesus to love us any less? Before this scene that we heard in the gospel today, Jesus was in Jerusalem. He was teaching the crowds about this time of great trial and tribulation, especially those that would precede the second coming of the Son of Man, the final coming of Jesus. And now he left the city and he's up on the Mount of Olives. He's now alone with his disciples and their minds are filled with questions about what they just heard, this teaching about trials and tribulations, great calamities on earth, signs in the skies, wars, earthquakes and their hearts are troubled and probably afraid. Jesus loves these disciples. Jesus loves you and I. He wants us to be prepared. And so he says as in the days of Noah. So when I read that, I went back into the scriptures to the days of Noah. Perhaps later today or later this week, you can get out your Bibles. Hopefully none of us will have to blow the dust off. (sighs) Hopefully not. And go back to the book of Genesis, chapters 6 through 10. Read about the days of Noah. Evil had advanced so far in that day that it says that the mind and the thoughts of the people of that time were only bent toward evil. Completely forgetful of God, dull of conscience, hard of heart. They went about their day-to-day life as if there was nothing wrong, nothing to repent of. And so they were taken by surprise when the flood did come. And Jesus says to his disciples, He says to you and I, I don't want you to be surprised. And so the great exhortation of Advent from the heart of Jesus, from the lips of St. Paul, is wake up and stay awake. Prepare ourselves for the coming of the Lord. And the cry of the church In Advent is what? Come, Lord Jesus. Come, Lord Jesus. Come, Lord Jesus, and fulfill the promises of the work that you began with your cross and resurrection. Bring it to completion. That new heaven and the new earth that we await that we are now helping to build, that time when there will be no more suffering, no more pain, where every tear will be wiped away, no more sorrow, and death will be completely destroyed. I don't know about you, but I would love that day to come, I think sooner the better. And so, Jesus wants us to be prepared for what lies ahead. This is why, on this side of heaven, we are always living in the spirit of Advent. While we live now in the mercy of Christ's first coming, We don't want to fall asleep spiritually as we engage the world for the sake of evangelization, for the sake of serving the common good, of making a living to support ourselves and our families. We don't want to fall spiritually asleep like the people in Noah's time. We know, though, We can get so entangled in the world that we too can forget about God. We can become more like the world than of Christ. We can be so burdened and bent on the things that are passing that our faith can weaken to the point where it is completely ineffectual. This is why you and I need Advent. And we need Advent to to awaken and strengthen in us certain Advent dispositions. As is expressed by the opening prayer, Almighty God, help us to resolve to run in the way to run to meet Christ with righteous deeds at his coming. Run. I love this word. In contrast to the description in the letter to the Hebrews with bent down shoulders and weak knees, just kind of dragging our feet, kind of droopy and mournful, that's not the spirit of Advent. This sense of running conveys what? And a love that is ardent, a joy, a hope that is joyful and expectant. This is what Advent wants to foster in us. So, for example, the psalm that we just sang together Let us go rejoice, let us go rejoicing. To the house of the... Okay, you know how it goes, right? (laughs) All right. How many of us came to Mass today rejoicing? Don't raise your hands. But this is the spirit in which we should come. Let us go rejoicing to the house of God. At least our hearts should be singing and joyful. God, I am so glad to be here. And maybe I can't carry a tune. Lord, you know that, but that's okay. I'm still going to give you, Lord, the best that I have. I'm going to be joyful in your house. Joyful that I get to receive you in holy communion. The gift of the Eucharist, that in itself is is worth skipping the church. Joyful. Joyful in hope. Ardent in love. Another way we can concretely express this and foster this in our hearts this candle. Advent is a season of light. But this light is like the candle you'd put in the window or a lamp on the front porch when you leave it on. Why? Because you're expecting someone. That candle is saying, I'm waiting for you, Jesus, and I cannot wait to see you. So at dinner time, whether you live alone or you live with others, get a candle and put it on the table And parents with young children, if you're concerned about safety, one of those electronic candles will do just fine. Light the candle. Maybe read a passage from the scriptures or from an Advent meditation book by the the table at St. Peter there. And as you see that light, to remember what you heard today that we must be children of the light to put off deeds of darkness. In In other words, to put away any inclinations or habits of sin, but to do it in the spirit of Advent, which means that we run into the arms of the mercy of God, who is always joyful to forgive that we don't just crawl and wallow in guilt and shame and fear and self-condemnation. No, that's not Advent. We run into the arms of mercy. Our communal penance service is on December 12th, the Feast of Our Lady of Guadalupe. But there's also other confession times you can see in the bulletin. Finally, another way we can express and foster this spirit of Advent, I'm so deeply moved whenever parishioners, individuals, families, couples, when they make it a point to do special acts of generosity and service during this time especially toward people that are lonely. There are so many people that are forgotten, people that are homeless, people that are poor and needy in various ways, that we serve them. As the prayer says, Lord, grant that we may run to meet your Christ with righteous deeds at his coming. What are you and I going to do this Advent? And then to do it with joy. (laughs) Not like I used to do it when I was asked. When I was younger, I was asked to do things by my parents. And I would just drag my feet. I'd be just complaining and murmuring. Unless they said, after you do this, we're going to make popcorn and watch a movie together. Now I would do it with more joy. The reward in front of us is far greater than a bowl of popcorn in a movie. Come, Lord Jesus. Come, Lord Jesus. Come to us now in your mercy, but awaken us to a love that is ardent, that is expectant and longing, Give us a hope that is joyful that we may run in the way of your commandments and run to meet you. Amen.